0: Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Those of you who um, are in Sunday School with me know we've been reading and discussing the book called Why Christian for the last several weeks. We're actually finishing it today. And Why Christian was written in the 90s-ish. And it was written as a conversation between a professor and his college-age student at the time. And we've talked a lot about the, the generational issues that that college-age student was, was facing as he brought these questions to his religious professor about why on earth would you be a Christian? And In the last chapter, the, the young man, he comes, he's listened to his professor, he's learned a lot, he feels like he's got a better handle on what Christianity is and, and why people have been Christians throughout history. But he, he sits with his professor and he says, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. And as I, I read the paragraph of what he said he saw, I felt so much like nothing has changed. He talked about problems in Israel. He talked about people who were on death row, oil spills in our oceans. Calamities and wars around the world. And he said to his professor, Is there anything that Christianity can give for hope in this this world that seems to have everything bad? And now, a couple of decades later, you could say much the same thing. Just this week, the problems in Israel and Palestine are even worse and more people are dying. There are still people on death row. There are still climate disasters happening all over the world. Just this week in our own country, there was another shooting that left many dead and many more grieving. Is there any hope in the face of all of this? And honestly... 500 or so years ago, things were pretty similar for Martin Luther. As he was doing the work that would change the church, as he was pointing out the places where he thought the church had strayed from God and, and writing and, and teaching people about how he understood God, he faced war. He faced violence, including the... Um, the leaders of the time wanting to kill him for what he was saying. He knew many who were dealing with poverty, many who had great amounts of uncertainty about the future. In fact, he had to be kidnapped for his own safety and live hidden away in a castle for a year or so, just to stay alive. And I think he probably wondered, too, is there any hope in all of this? Is there any way that I see a future in this? I see a way forward. And Martin Luther he turned to Psalm 46. He turned to the Psalm who that says that God is our refuge and strength, or our mighty fortress. God is a very present helpful, help in trouble. So we will not fear, even though the earth is being moved, even though the mountains are shaking in the depths of the sea, though the nations are raging and the kingdoms shake. God is our refuge and strength. This is when he wrote the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He found that refuge and strength so promising, hopeful, that he wrote this song that we sing a hundred years later with joy and certainty. God is our refuge and strength, our mighty fortress. Uncertainty, violence, war, poverty, all of these things have been present in the world pretty much since we have been present in the world. Sin is a real and powerful presence and it can be overwhelming. We can look out at the world and feel like there is just too much or we can look in our own lives where relationships have fallen apart, where things are not going the way they are supposed to. And we can wonder, is there any hope for our future in all of this? But the psalmist who wrote Psalm 46 said that in the midst of those tumults, in the midst of everything seeming to fall apart, is where we seek God, our fortress. So this Reformation Sunday, as we look to the past and we look to the future, it is important to look with eyes that look for the hope of God's presence. Because God is present in our world. God is present in the midst of the tumult and the trouble all around. We see God's presence whenever we see God's kingdom breaking in. We see God's presence in the people who offer kindness and help and support and peace in the face of violence and war. We see God's presence in the people who would set aside their own needs for the sake of others. Just yesterday, it was pouring down rain and we had all these people here for breakfast and one person didn't have an umbrella And another person did, and he said, you can have my umbrella. I have a hood that will keep me dry enough. Small things. People who have very little sharing what they have because God has given it to them. And people who are working for peace in large ways and in small. And people who are caring for one another, regardless of the difficulty. That is how we know that God is present. That is how we see God's hands at work in our world. That is when we can know that God is with us. God is God and all of these tumults, all of these troubles will not overwhelm the world and they will not overwhelm us. And in Jesus, we have the promise that even in death, that is not the end that God has broken the hold that death has over us and the world, and that nothing will separate us from God's love. That is a lot of hope. That is a mighty fortress. Love that goes beyond the easy days and into the hardest ones. Love that goes beyond life and through death. We believe our God chose to die for us. We follow Jesus, who would love even those who are killing him. We follow a God who loves and who gives us hope so that we can trust that God is present as the nations are raging and the kingdoms shake, God is in the midst of those cities. God is in the midst of our troubles. God is in the midst even when everything is falling apart. The psalmist sang about it. Martin Luther sang about it. And now here today, as we look at a world and we still wonder Where is it going to go? Are things going to be okay? Is there any hope? We believe that God is present. We believe that God's love is strong, stronger than death, stronger than war, stronger than anything that the world can throw at us. And because of that, we can sing. We can look for God's hope. And we can take part in God's kingdom here and now, amen. I'm sure you noticed this morning that there are a bunch of quilts in here. (laughs) Um, I believe it's 50 quilts? Yes, Uh, 50 quilts that our uh, quilters have made over the past year that are going to be sent out to Lutheran World Relief to go to places that need hope, that need warmth, that need the comfort of a handmade quilt. And they also made, I don't know how many, 100, thank you, Bags full that have been filled with school supplies that this church provided to go to children so that they can have the hope of an education. They can have the hope of having everything they need to learn and grow. This is a beautiful ministry of this church. And and the hands of the people who have made them, who are here in this room, are a blessing to us and to the world. And so before we send these quilts out in the next couple of weeks, we brought them into the sanctuary so that we can bless them. And this is on my phone, so. I invite you to pray with me. God, our neighbors around the world are in need of hope. Your spirit is a mighty force. Your whispers of hope bring light into the world. Open our hands and our hearts to see your presence in our neighbors across the world. God, we give you thanks for the pieces of fabric, thread, sewing machines, and all the things collected for these school kits. May their presence be a sign of hope. May these quilts wrap our neighbors in unending love. And may these kits offer dignity and healing. God, we give thanks for all the hands that fashioned hope into a quilt for the hands that collected and sorted, for the hands that continually open wider so that no one feels left out. God, we ask you to guide the staff and partners at Lutheran World Relief and all of those who work to bring hope. May their voices and hands be a beacon of hope. Keep them safe. Fill them with your strength and your perseverance. God, be with our neighbors who will receive these gifts. May they be wrapped in love. May they taste your goodness. May they touch signs of your hope. Though we do not know their names or where they live, they are our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus, the one who is our hope. Amen. Recognize.